students and graduates. Welcome to PhD Lounge, the podcast of late night interviews where PhD students have a drink and talk about their research subjects. I am your host Luis, and as we are approaching Christmas and the end of 2021, this session will be about sharing updates regarding my PhD project on hybridity and third space concepts through Greco-Roman cultural interactions, diversity and urban development in the Near East, and my experience as a first-year PhD student in ancient history and classics at Swansea University since I have started it on July the 1st, as well as my adventure within the podcast world when I started PhD Lounge since the end of June, sharing with you the skills I am achieving and the difficulties I am going through whilst studying the PhD and working in different jobs at the same time, along with some ideas I have for the future of the podcast as well. But before I share my thoughts with you, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the PhD Lounge and listening to my few episodes and interviews so far, as time has been skyrocketing since its foundation, and despite I have few listeners, I hope that this hobbyist project will increase its audience and engagement throughout time, anywhere you are located and hearing it on your preferred podcast platforms. So let's begin this session under the spirit of Christmas. experience as a first-year PhD student at Swansea University in Ancient History and Classics over these past five months has been through puzzling situation. That is, since I began it on the 1st of July, I had several online meetings with my supervisor, who curiously was my supervisor when I wrote my MA thesis, discussing what the first chapter should be about along with some of the steps I must undertake throughout this first year for university administrative purposes. Writing the thesis, along with other compulsory tasks, personal issues that normally happen, and working at the same time, has been a gigantic riddle to solve, beginning with time management and organization of those, as, despite the fact that I developed this skill well over these past years, I am still trying to conjugate all of this, which consumes many hours to do so nevertheless. Because, first of all, my part-time job is what supports me financially and helps me pay the tuition fees, resources for my research, and upgrade my podcast set. When I began the PhD, I was actually working full-time because of summer, and they needed me due to a high level of customers. Only in September, my working hours have been reduced since there are currently new employees being recruited. Fundamentally, it is a little reduction of the weight on the hours I organize for my PhD, even though it is hard to cope with working time schedules since they are movable and not fixed. For example, I can have night shifts lasting until midnight and morning shifts following those, and second, I must keep updating the university's PhD administration boards through different mandatory safety rules I have to complete, 
those being the GDPR data protection, COVID-19 safety rules in case of going to a laboratory, which is not my case, thankfully, or going to a particular room of the Department of Classics, Egyptology, and Ancient History to do some research there, or updating the supervision and student progression records through a portal called eVision Tribal Student Research Management. Those tasks may seem irrelevant, and indeed they are time-consuming, but very important to fill their forms so that the administration knows that the student is in regular contact with the supervisor and is able to track the progression of the meetings and your research. In case of the students who are listening to this podcast session, whether a graduate or current student, keep in mind that deciding to go for a PhD is not just writing the thesis, but also doing these types of tasks because PhD is rather treated as a full-time job, whether it is funded or not. Besides this, I am also a staff member at the School of Culture and Communication of Swansea University, as I have two paid roles as a student leader and teaching assistant respectively. Despite the experience and teaching skills I am earning to increase my PhD repertoire and my goal of becoming a university teacher, they are important temporary roles where they call me for a specific paid role at a specific time. As a student leader, I work with secondary schools where I give workshops alongside with other student leaders about university life, studies, resilience and skills to pupils as a means of preparing them mentally for the normal yet huge transition to higher education where many of us have been through. And as a teaching assistant, I evaluate and give marks to first-year undergraduate assignments through both their engagement with ancient evidence and writing arguments they present. Both jobs also occupy good amounts of time when I want to do some research, but rewarding at the same time not only for being paid, but also having these amazing experiences to add onto my CV and throughout my personal life where I meet and exchange contacts with people inside academia and industry. Nonetheless, all those endeavors help me evolve my resilience skills, in which it is fundamental while writing the project and in the future as well, in case of being called for an interview at my dream job and being asked for a specific situation I faced, how I managed to turn around and what I have learned with the achievement. Regarding the thesis project, it is in a positive track, despite being on a slow pace when trying to writing it due to those situations. I finished my chapter in about 8 to 10 pages a few months ago, where I argue about the concepts of hybridity and third space, first in a general point of view of their origins within the post-colonial studies, and second, going in detail through the importance and context of them in the Greco-Roman world when researching archaeological evidence, ancient texts and modern literature about their presence in the Near East. Recently, I had my last meeting of 2021 with my supervisor, where we exchanged some ideas for the chapter I am writing, which is about the issue of mobility, diaspora and identity in Hellenistic Parthian and Roman Syria and Mesopotamia. During the discussion, I told my supervisor that I had written an outline which will be a continuous strategy for the next chapters, and where I gave the idea 
of defining these topics supported with case studies of ancient cities in those two nations. This meeting and the previous ones I had with my supervisor around the project made me learn to set realistic goals, but those goals must encounter the supervisor's aims and the topic in which the supervisor has specialized in. Because when I was about to start the PhD, I have met former PhD students that said to me that my research ideas must be discussed and shaped in accordance with the supervisor's intentions. This is not saying that students have to strictly follow the ideas of their supervisors, but rather discussing their ideas with the ones from their students in order to arrange realistic and practical objectives. Personally, this is really good for a PhD student, myself included, as this makes the relationship of both sides harmonious, creating close contacts quite often, encounters with the supervisor for a coffee meeting, and obviously discussing not only the project, but also other ones that are related to the topic you are researching. Few months ago, I had my first coffee meeting with my supervisor near the campus where I do my research, and I can say that me and him established an excellent professional relationship when discussing the project and things for the future related to it, like helping me to provide attractive abstracts for potential call for papers and conferences, paid industry placements, future archaeological excavations, or the hypothesis of field trips to the Middle East. A second coffee meeting is also on the table, as we have agreed to have a next one for the following term. In terms of skills, when you discuss and set realistic goals, naturally there are development of key skills during a PhD, such as organization, independence, analytical data, and critical thinking. I remember saying on my pilot episode that despite you are not totally independent in your PhD, since you have a supervisor to support you, this aspect and establishment of your own working hours and ethics are completely up to you. In other words, you are your own boss of your PhD. Another thought I also want to share about my PhD project here is the English academic writing. I am Portuguese and the English skills I have, whether speaking every day and even here on the podcast and while writing the thesis, is not that similar to a native speaker. It is an exciting challenge for foreigners though, even those who speak fluently, and the best thing to do is to keep practicing and being in regular contact with your supervisor through his or her feedback over your drafts. One of the aspects I still struggle to improve is my English writing skills, as sometimes my supervisor does not understand my arguments due to some unclear and wordy English sentences. Recommendation from him was to attend a seminar about academic writing in PhD. There, I learned how to successfully write a thesis, provide a good structure, analyzing the writing style and the information of what sources you use in your research, provide a solid abstract, not losing much time to start a draft and write whatever comes to your mind to be shaped later. Using synonyms over words we use daily to sound a bit more academic, formatting the thesis, among other aspects. 
For me, it was really helpful to make me aware of how many bullet points I must care for and apply while planning my next chapters and case studies, as well as writing a thesis project in a smart way and also helping me to think on not spending many hours or even a whole day writing a draft and planning your chapter goals over other things outside my research. If you feel that you want to write a thousand words, go for it. If you are encouraging yourself to write more, do it. Or if you think that there are personal reasons you have to deal first, plan your spare hours you have and write something you found during your research. Making your realistic goals of how many words you want to write and how many hours of research you are planning and structuring without overcoming your other plans will make you achieve mindset skills, which is one of the main key figures when doing a PhD. For any student or graduate who is thinking about studying for a PhD, I suggest you consider partaking in different seminars that explain, like this one I attended, what you need to know before and during your PhD journey. Or if you have friends studying a PhD, try to ask them what it's like to study for one. In regards to the PhD Launch podcast, It is a new experience that I had in my mind to try on for a long time in case of being accepted into my current PhD project. And in fact, that became a reality, but a reality which takes time and patience to learn the skills of approaching and interacting with wider audiences. This difficulty I'm facing is approaching PhD students who actually might be interested in having a late-night interview with me However, my attempt of giving invitation messages through different social media platforms may not be quite that significant or may not be approachable enough which eventually the message can be seen and not receiving a reply back or simply ignored. For my first attempt to invite the first guest for the podcast, I tried to invite a PhD student who has a YouTube channel talking about PhD life and productivity. And one of the things I tried was to make an invitation by giving loads of detail about my podcast. I did not get any reply from that attempt, but it made me think that writing too much is less, and writing briefly and with basic information, whether through PhD forums or in private, there may be good chances of accepting my invitations. Again, this takes time, and it is teaching me patience, regardless of the podcast being a hobby. Another aspect that I am developing within the podcasting context is interpersonal skills when speaking with guests through a microphone. When I was in Berlin, my interpersonal skills were harshly bad and after I finished my placement, my former boss told me with huge concern that without having this important skill and establishing relationships with other people, it would be really hard for me to achieve the teaching job. After facing this reality, I began to improve it, and thankfully, that skill has led me to positive impressions both at my current jobs and in my relationship with my supervisor, my peers, and the faculty department staff. The two guests I had on the podcast also helped me to improve this skill, but realistically, I must continue to work on throughout time so that I can be more comfortable and less nervous when asking questions that are out of the script with new guests, as well as pronouncing better English while talking and avoid repeating words and filler words like um or uh. 
Another skill that I am also developing is IT skills while using Audacity. This software is easier and simple, according to the people I saw on YouTube giving tutorials on how to use Audacity. In a short time, I managed to use the basics of recording and editing when deleting things I do not want you to hear. Other complex things like mastering filter tubes, fades, noise reduction, normalizing and loudness reduction effects rather took more time to learn. Thanks to YouTube again, I managed to find professional voice and sound producers that share their knowledge for free about using Audacity like a pro. And those thoughts are saved on my laptop and ready to use when I want to record something. After all, I want this podcast to be formed professionally with good vocals and sounds, yet under a hobby frame. And you rightfully ask, how can you organize time for the podcast when you have your PhD and your jobs? Once again, this comes in creating and establishing a mindset as well as setting realistic goals of how many hours you want to dedicate to your activities. As I work in this case, I must arrange different time settings that allow me to dedicate a few hours of my research and then going to work, a few hours on the podcast and then work. And when I have day offs, I focus either on my PhD or on the podcast along with my moments of relaxation. Does all this organization sound easy and is it 24-7? To be honest, it is not easy and sometimes when I want to work on the PhD or the podcast, my brain often says stop for a moment even if I insist. But the old-fashioned saying sometimes things do not go as we want, then this is the case that sometimes when trying forcefully, even with all the motivation I have for that day, my brain rather says, I am putting you on a mental reset to work on the next day. Now turning to some ideas I want to add for the podcast in the future, I have been talking with a student from Swansea University and that person is studying public relations and after talking about the concept of the podcast and what is lacking of, that student gave me feedback on what to improve and how to approach and engage with more listeners so that eventually there will be higher chances of having PhD students that might be interested in having an interview without me sending DMs on their social medias very often. And that improvement according to the feedback of the student is to record common topics that concern hard decisions from students when thinking about studying a PhD. But first thing first, for next year there will be three interviews with PhD students as I have spoken with them in the past two months and it is guaranteed that they will be available for a late night interview in 2022. And also the idea of doing an episode about the history of the PhD dissertation will continue as a means of giving the background as I did in the second session on how PhD studies started to become what it is today. Regarding my ideas, I say right now that my intention is to not copy what other PhD students I follow, whether on their YouTube channels or through social media, when they record a video or write texts on their blogs about different topics around PhD. I can give, however, a small emphasis over some of these topics, but based on my critical thinking and mixing them with my ideas not escaping to the main theme of podcast interviews. 
Here are some ideas. Regular posts of any content around PhD. And these could go from curiosities about PhD, historical PhD thesis that changed our scientific views in society, countries that have their own system and structure of PhD, etc. The posts are expected to start in the new year by that student, depending of course on the available time the student has due to assignments. When that happens, I will try to make an effort in having a time slot to publish some. Alongside the interviews, there will be episodes about curious topics that may concern students' decisions in going to study a PhD, those being mental preparation, transition phase, relationships with supervisors, seminars and workshops that can help you to improve your research, skills to have in mind when undertaking a PhD, studying a PhD and having a part-time job, pros and cons in PhD, academia versus industry for PhD students, and other related topics that affect their concerns and final decisions. Among some of the published episodes, I'm considering giving giveaway books through questions related to PhD. And those books are about, of course, PhD topics covered in the podcast. With these podcast ideas, I believe the PhD Launch podcast shall increase its popularity, engage with more listeners worldwide, and become visible as well as attractive for the podcast algorithm. And with that, it is time to close the session. This episode was different since I wanted to share with you my experiences and struggles I am dealing with as a PhD student, like any PhD student would face likewise. I hope you have enjoyed hearing my thoughts about PhD and my ideas for the podcast in the future. And I thank you for having the time to tune in to the PhD Lounge podcast wherever you are at your preferred podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor FM, SoundCloud and others. To help the PhD Lounge reach each chimney of each house while opening your Christmas presents, consider to drop a review and share with your friends and through your socials. You can also follow my socials on Facebook at PhD Pod Lounge, Instagram at PhD LMF and Twitter at PhD Loungecast. You can also have a look at my website phdlounge-podcast.com and if you are a PhD student and have interest in being interviewed, drop me an email at luishphdlounge at gmail.com Thank you all for tuning in and I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy 2022.